I'm Susanna. And I'm Mary. And welcome to The, the Sweet Life. Part two of the crazy roommate story. Yeah, so the sweet meeting. I mean, it was just kind of, at this point I was pretty upset because I knew that the other, it was one of the two of them because they lived in the same room. So obviously it would be more obvious if you're stealing from someone and it's staying in the same room. So we all kind of sat down and we started talking about it. And from the like minute we opened our mouths, she was defensive. And we were like, okay, I mean, it's pretty obvious because of the way she reacted. And she just completely started lying and we could we caught her in some of the lies we caught her in the lies of using our stuff because she had originally said that she didn't use like my shower stuff and then in that conversation she goes well i used your shower stuff but i didn't steal anything so then we caught her in that lie um ignore the plane that just flew by but um (laughs) so after the kind of sweet meeting we had a pretty good idea of what was going on so we realized we needed to take it to res life um it was a hard like situation it's not easy to do and if she had just come clean and given us our stuff back we probably wouldn't have taken those measures but you know it's kind of a lot of our stuff was missing and it was expensive stuff and it's not stuff that you can forgive and this kind of situation shouldn't just be brushed aside so we went um, and we told Res Life about it. Um, when we went to Res Life, they were currently switching resident directors. So things were kind of a mess and um, we had a hard time getting to the person that we needed to get to. And the RAs couldn't help us and there wasn't an RD, so they sent us to a different building's resident director, but then they said they didn't have like the jurisdiction over our building. So then we involved campus safety. So we involved campus safety. We finally sat down with Res Life and campus safety and gave them the whole story of everything that had happened. And um, they said that they couldn't really do much, this and that. They just didn't really want to deal with it. It was obvious that they were trying to just push it aside and hide what was happening. And I knew that I wasn't going to let that happen. I spoke to my mom and my mom said, you know, you need to get get her somewhat like scared so that she thinks she's going to get in trouble and then maybe she'll give stuff back or she'll fess up. And because the school wasn't doing anything, I said, well, maybe I'll have to involve the police. Maybe I'll have to go and make a um, report down at the local police station. And when I did that, miraculously, like an hour later, my Beats headphones were like pushed under our futon so we were all sitting in there and she like walked out kind of sheepishly and um she was just kind of like looking under the couch and we all just kind of were like a little weirded out and she left because we weren't on talking you know speaking terms and we look under the couch and you know, there it was, my beat sitting right there. And she still denied putting it there. And how could have my how could my beats have moved from my desk drawer outside of my room all the way into the common room under the futon? It makes absolutely no sense. 
And so after a while, smaller little things started resurfacing in odd mm-hmm. places. Um, but my AirPods never came back. And I think that she was, I think that she definitely is a kleptomaniac. But I also think that the things that she stole, she gave to her boyfriend to sell. And we did not get, I did not get the AirPods back. And she said, oh, well, I'll pay you that for them. She still didn't admit that she did anything wrong, but she said that she would pay me. Who would offer to pay for something if they didn't do it? So she paid me for them, and she said she'd pay me for whatever was still missing, and my charging bank was still missing. And she was like, well, I thought you mean your charging bank still is missing? As if she was implying that, you know, it shouldn't still be missing. And I said, nope, it's still missing. So she paid me, and long story short, she ended up having to move out. Um, The Res Life and Campus Safety searched her room. Um, But about a week or two after she was gone, we, Mary and Becky, were cleaning the suite, and they found my charging bank in, like, this weird, like, a bin under the TV, under games. And Mary and Becky were just kind of freaking out. It was just... A crazy situation um, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. This whole situation had everyone in the suite definitely like shook up but Becky and I were very freaked out because at this time our door also wouldn't lock and we like at all like, not like, like mine like at all like our keys wouldn't lock it you couldn't lock it from the inside you couldn't lock it from the outside like this door didn't lock and we feared whenever we left the room that this suite mate was going to go in and steal more because she was still in the suite at the time and everything it was very rocky and it was not a comfortable vibe to be living in that in that suite for for at least 2 weeks before this whole thing was solved and Becky and I were just on edge as was everyone else but it was just really freaky and then the day that they came to search her room the locksmith claims they fixed our door and Dahlia and Susanna were in the suite and they were like Mary like Mary Becky your door's fixed your door's fixed and we were so excited and I was in class this entire time Becky and I come back from class screaming at the top of our lungs we go to lock our door like unlock the door nothing we go to lock the door nothing So maintenance claims they came and fixed the door, but they didn't. So Becky and I kind of are like, okay, what happened? Go down to campus safety. And campus safety said, oh, well, they spoke to a Mary. And Mary said the door wasn't broken and it didn't need to be fixed. Susanna was in class. I was in my dance class where I had plenty of witnesses that said I was there. Becky was in her class. And Dahlia came back to class like came back to the suite as she claimed as our suite mate claimed that maintenance came to fix the door she sat on my bed pretended to be me and told maintenance that the door didn't need to be fixed and I think that is when Becky and I lost it because we were walking campus to go meet up with Susanna hysterically crying like we were so scared to go back into the room it's terrifying And it was, like, terrifying. Like, someone's not only breaking in and taking your stuff, but now they're pretending to be you. Like, that's freaky. And I remember the three of us were just sitting there crying for a little bit, honestly. And then 
We went back and we were being escorted on campus by campus safety. And I think people looked at us like we were the crazy ones and we did something wrong. And it was just for our protection because no one knew where she was. And we then go to our suite with the new, this poor guy, this new RD, his first day on campus. <laughs> he gets to ride in the campus safety car with the lights on, gets to do a room search. And he's like so sweet and trying to introduce himself and we were all just very angry <laughs> yeah we i think he still remembers us to this day and he, he still you know is our resident director and we'll see him in the halls and he's like oh it's the four of them gotta stay clear because we caused so much problems but yeah it, i mean it was a tense situation and anyone being in that that room where we were all freaked out upset mm-hmm. and just mentally exhausted because this has been going on for so long mm-hmm. anyone would have been uncomfortable in that situation um but eventually they it was actually crazy they were going to try and make us move out um and res life said res life said that we were the ones yeah yes that we were the ones who made the claim and if we had the problem that we should leave there so, were four of us and and the other girl wanted to move out with mm-hmm. us And so we said, there's no way we're going to move out. And they said that they couldn't displace her because there was no proof or this and that. And they just didn't want to deal with it. But she she then started playing the victim of, well, these girls are so mean to me. I can't live with them. I want to move. So they ended up moving her. And the thing that was crazy is we still felt like her presence almost there because we found some stuff after she had left, stuff was still misplaced, and it's just kind of a freaky situation just to have. And so we were kind of felt like, you know, like our like skin was crawling afterwards. And in the end, we found out that the new suite she went to, she stole from them too, and then she got kicked out of the school. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you that, you know, ResLife didn't believe us, no one believed us, and they thought we were crazy. I mean, I don't know how they believed one person over four, But I guess they gave her the benefit of the doubt. But it just kind of, I kind of feel bad for her also in a sense. Like, I don't know if she really has problems and she really has to steal and she is, you know, a kleptomaniac. But it just was a horrible experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I could say that the school handled it better, but they did not. They did not. And... I mean, it just goes to show you that you really have to be careful with the people that you let into your life, that you let into your room, and you choose to live with. And I know that a lot of the cases, people don't have these kinds of situations, and they have good luck. But, um, yeah, we weren't very lucky in that case. On a lighter note, about a month after this whole situation, we had this new girl move into our suite, and we were a little nervous in the beginning because... Not, not a little. We were very nervous. <laughs> we, we were like, she, she knew what happened, and she knew about the situation, and I remember um, this girl, she left her ring in the bathroom, and I took a picture, and I texted it in our group chat, and I was like, I found a ring in the bathroom. I'm not sure whose it is, but like, I, I promise it was in the bathroom because we didn't know how she felt about living with us because so many rumors were going around the school about the situation anyway and the six of us really bonded and the rest of the year the rest of that semester and the spring semester we just had a great time living together and 
having fun and movie nights and just there was so much good but that the month of really bad really made us all question if we wanted to stay and what we wanted to do but I'm really glad that we were able to go through the situation together because I think if it was just one of us it would have been I mean it would be one with everyone supporting each other but it would have been very difficult so for all of us to be strong women to be like this isn't right and we want to stand up to the school and be like hey we're our stuff's getting stolen and we were able to stick together and then meet meet this new girl and just really enjoy our rest of our sophomore year and I think if we didn't meet our new sweet mate we honestly would have just had a really sad sophomore year yeah it was it was definitely a shift in the mood and how you know we handled things and she lightened a lot of it and even though you know the four of us were really close and the other two were just kind of not as close to us they had friends but we all were able to like say every Friday the whole suite watched a movie or you know it just was comfortable and we felt like we could be open and not worry about things I mean after that I still lock my door all the time and you know sometimes in my new founders rooms people will be like oh why do you lock your bathroom door because i (laughs) i have this fear now and it's it's stuck it sucks and i don't want to have to feel that way but i think once that kind of thing happens it's hard to make a change and it's hard to kind of get out of that um but all of my bathmates and roommates since have been amazing and they've been making me feel a lot more comfortable but it's definitely a story that people need to hear and it's a story that people need to be aware of because there are some crazy people out there and there are some people who need help and there aren't always people that are going to be on your side and you have to be able to fight for it and that's what this podcast was about. All right, so on that note, um, for our next podcast, we're going to be switching up the mood quite a bit, and we're going to be bringing in some of the guys um, in our friend group, and they were the other suite, you know, 1024 and 1212, and we're just going to see if we can kind of compare what living in a suite was like for them and kind of see how different it was and their cleaning schedules or, you know, anything that they might like to share with us. So tune in next week. <laughs>